your mouth, David. Wow, you looked really annoyed for a second. No, no. What no. were you thinking? No, I was thinking about, is it problematic to say handicapped? Damn. I am, though, because I sprained my ankle. Okay, still, I feel like that is yeah. also not, I think, I don't know. It's handicapped, more handicapped than I've ever been in my life. This shit sucks. <laughs> Fucking over it. I just want my ankle back, man. That's fair. Give when Tara is, her ankle back. When is the word handicap offensive? I, I feel like we just made it offensive, and now the conversation is making me yeah, nervous. Okay, feel, there's like a liberal well, definition that they've put on even video games. Like, if oh, you really? have odds to something, like... Do you can like, say... If you're playing like a wrestling or a fighting game, but do, put that in there. Do you say handicap still, or do you say like disabled, or... Uh, or, oh. or, 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 like, there's even another word. If you have a broken bone, you are handicapped. Yeah, I think right? it's a different yeah. meaning. For okay. So it's well, like, some people like, you can't say that. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, I don't know. Does that count? This just goes I, into what's PC. Like, there's, you know. Yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, there's I don't another word for were... able. It's like, you don't want to be ableist. But I don't. I feel right. like. I got you. No, I don't know. Um, You mean I don't. You don't want to be a conduit to worse behavior? Never that. Exactly. But you can, like, you can speak and, like, let people know what you mean. People should be open to listening. Well, I also wasn't Communication offended. Communication is. So. <laughs> yeah. You weren't a what? I wasn't offended when you called me handicapped. Well, I didn't. Good. That's the start of it. That's good. Yes. Tara Mahadevan, how are you otherwise? How are you today? I'm great. Yeah. I'm great. Right, we are we are uh, recording live and direct in the spaceship above uh, and in the polar vortex that right. the city of Chicago is in Yo, the midst of. Yeah, the river looks cool as fuck. It does. Yeah, from this vantage point on the 18th floor, WGN Radio, the river does look like a broken mosaic. It's really beautiful, actually. Oh, so poetic. <laughs> okay. All right. Anyway, um, hey Tara. I can always count on you, my friend. Tara, thank you so much. You're number one in my heart. And he's flipping um, me off. No, allegedly. Y'all can't see y'all it. Can't but see I'm it. just uh, letting you know. Tara, you you amp for our guests in the corner store. I this am. Evening. I feel like we've been wanting them for a while. Yeah. Um. The Aww. yeah. These dudes. Uh. You know, last year they put out a a really. I think you know. I, this this because this was 2018 project space jam was 2018 2017 that was 2017 2017 2017 but we put out um pants in japan video in 2018 also bet so that that was that was like hard written uh you know jams i mean it's it's melodic it is uh, atmospheric uh and they certainly have contributed for a long time now i think to the sonic space in the city of chicago and beyond uh in the corner store tonight we have uh kari and mulatto beats thank Appreciate you man. welcome, Fellas, thank welcome. You. Um, also man i feel like it's racist for me to say your name so i just want to say yeah. that yeah i mean that's always like a topic that's crazy that i've actually been talking about this a lot lately because of the girl miss mulatto but I don't know when I when I got that name. It's because of like people just started calling me. It's not like no derogatory basis behind it or like a you know what I'm saying. I'm not trying to make a political stance with it or anything. It's literally just like a, a nickname that I picked up and it fits. I don't take derogatory. You know what I'm saying. I don't feel like it's anything negative towards me. Or anything. I understand what the basis of the word was in the past, but. That's not any way that I'm using it. So <laughs> yeah, of course. I might just say my man. Yeah, my uh, man. Okay, yeah, yeah. Just say Devin. Yeah, yeah, true. Devin. Well, well, listen, I don't know. No, I was gonna say I also you know. never introduced myself as that. Like that's something that people just started saying. But like I still to this day introduce myself as Devin. And if you know who I am, you know who I am. So like. hey, let them know. Well, fellas, thank you so much. Um, we are as always in the corner store. Uh, sipping off some of the spirits provided by our sponsor, Stolen Spirits. Are you guys enjoying your beverages thus far? Yes, okay. absolutely. Okay, cheers Thank and uh, libations to y'all. Cheers. Thank you guys for being here. We can here. reach. Okay. Well, I can't reach, okay. so cheers. Right. Salutes. Yeah, cheers. Um, and then in addition, uh, Max, our snack tour, has uh, 
you know, gotten some incredible snacks for you. This I, I believe we bought some snacks too. We got the oh. flaming hot Doritos oh, on deck. Oh, what shit. you guys brought? Snacks, What's your own snacks at the corner store? Oh, they're Fine. in the car. Never okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was a snack, really snack-friendly podcast. Wait, that's only happened one other time. Who brought snacks? Um, uh, Nichelle. Oh yeah, Nichelle. Yeah. Um, us. So, all right. Okay, so this is uh, this is for my man. Uh, we, we, uh, Max got you some Pringles, sour cream, and onion—a whole ass can, which seems Let's like you know. And you could open them now. I mean, you know, do your Max thing. Max is about the super size. Yeah, you know, Max likes the big, the big snacks. Size. And and then in addition, the herbal tonic uh, energy drink from Arizona. Okay, let's the, get um, it. Amazing. Let's get it. Okay. Nice. All right. Um, it's necessary right now, Nicole, to take this back to the crib. Okay, yeah, right. Because well, you said you didn't eat breakfast, so oh, okay. that's like a meal. It's um, five right now, so. Kari, <laughs> uh, for you, Max has gotten a, uh, a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup mini uh, whole ass pack. They're unwrapped, by the way. So thank you. Um, it's just it's just the Reese's raw version, I guess. And then in addition, a Vita Coco coconut water. Thank you, know? you so much. Yeah, of course. Let's you stay hydrated. I appreciate this. My daughter will really appreciate. It. <laughs> oh wow, you have you have a kid. I have a daughter. Yeah. How old is your daughter? She's about to be five in April. Okay. Yeah. All right. Ooh. That's what's up. Wow. So she's a Taurus. No. I believe so. Okay. She'll appreciate the Reese's or she'll appreciate the cocoa water? Probably both. Probably both. <laughs> Salutes to her. Mm-hmm. Um, fellas, uh, so much ground to cover, little bit of time. Um, just let's start with where you guys come from. We started off. All right. Um, this that, is Kari speaking, I was by say, the way. We both live hella places, so it's going to be kind of. Yes. I'm Kari. Um, I am a Chicagoan. I, when Every time people ask me that, I have to say more than I want to say because I truly have lived everywhere in Chicago. Like, more than I have fingers, you know, more neighborhoods than I have fingers. And I could just go down the list forever. And but so well, well, why why all the movement? Um, the movement, my parents had me young. Uh, and we've just been moving ever since. I've been moving since I was born. To this day, I have not lived in one place for more than two years. That's the longest I've lived in one apartment or something yeah. like that, you know? Yeah. So it's cool. It's interesting because I, I, I know the city very well. I've lived on the north side, south side, west side. There's not many people who could really say that, to be Far honest. Far west side. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> For real. I mean, because Chicago is such a, you know, deeply problematic, segregated city mm-hmm. that, I you know, I don't know that a lot of people have that experience. So in some ways, that vantage point is, you know, incredibly unique, you know? Yeah. I I I agree because <laughs> I've seen a lot of shit. <laughs> right, that's so cool. Right, it's really cool, man. And what did, what did your folks? Uh, what do they do? What did they do coming up? Um, well, I think the moving from my like how I moved started when I was born for both of my parents because like my dad's from the north side, my mom was on the west side and moved to the north side where she met my dad. But um, I um, I'm sorry. What's the question you asked me? <laughs> what, what did they do coming up? Oh, they um, my my mother. Right now, she's doing um, property management and real estate. My dad is an iron worker, lo- uh, local one iron workers. Hey, yeah. Very hard working. No man. shit. Yeah. I, I should check on him and see. Know, like, my mom's a property manager, too. I didn't know your mom was a property manager. <laughs> yeah. You guys know each other? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. Though. <laughs> yeah, yeah man, I got a similar story, though, too. Uh, I grew up in Jeffrey Manor. Uh, it was like 97 to Oglesby. Until I was like nine, then my uh, dad passed away. And that's when we kind of shifted towards uh uptown north side rogers park area grew up there a little bit and then in high school i kind of shifted back towards humble park like inner city area so that's kind of where i'm at now but 
my family's still in the Jeffrey Manor and my family's still in Rogers Park, but I live in in between. And and your mom is a property manager and your, yeah, your pops? Yeah. Oh, my pops passed away. That's why we first made that jump up north. Okay. Yeah, yeah I'm sorry to hear that. Appreciate um, it. And where where did you guys go to high school? I went to Lincoln Park for basketball. Okay. And I knew hella people that went to Vaughn because I lived up north for a portion. Like my best friend. When I went, moved up north, ended up going to school with him, introduced me to Kari, introduced me to all the people that were rapping at Von Steuben. So right. that's how we like first clicked up when we were like 15, 16. Yeah, which is my kind of one of my next questions is how y'all linked. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. pretty so, much through Parham and a couple of north side people. When was Supreme we first, Regime, right? Yeah, Supreme yeah. Regime, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My Albanian homie, Parham Lutovic. <laughs> yeah? I was like, man, I need some beats, dude. He was like, I got a guy at Lincoln Park. I went to Von Steuben, like Devin said. And uh, yeah, shout out Parham. Right. And so uh, how I mean, in high school, who were y'all and how heavy were you all individually into the, you know, a hip hop scene before you all linked? Okay. Uh, when you say who were y'all, def- like you mean like what deeply? What kind of kids? Yeah. What, what kind, kind of kids? Kid? Yeah. What kind of kids in high school were y'all? I mean, before high school, I was always like kind of getting in trouble and shit, but we never had like a good basketball program in any of the schools I went to. So like I never like really took sports serious or anything like that so when i actually got into seventh eighth grade and started getting the leagues and getting noticed and i went to high school for it i like full fledged was in there. i was playing aau you know what i'm saying that's what i was doing i so was you're, you're nice like, is what you're saying oh yeah i'm pretty solid you know what i'm saying <laughs> but I, I wasn't even smoking like that you know what I'm saying? because i was taking hooping so serious in high school but after that you know i didn't want to play d2 or anything like that so i kind of just yeah fit. but I, we've been doing music since like the jump off high school like i always had roots like my brothers were always making beats around me while i was younger and stuff so that was always something that was around me i just didn't actually dive into it until i was like 14 or 15 your brothers are also into making music hip-hop yeah my like oldest that. brother's like a big graph writer in chicago and shit and can, my can other you say his uh, writer name or <laughs> and i mean or uh, no or uh, no nah, yeah. gonna do it yeah, I mean, yeah. you cab crew and shit like that. So no doubt, I feel like you. I feel like you. I feel, I feel like I met you in high school through something or someone. I feel like I remember somebody yeah. introducing me. Yeah, I to definitely you remember that point. too for yeah. sure. It might have been through some graph shit. Or even Maybe yeah, could have like been. That. Yeah, could have been. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and Kari, what, what about you? What, what kind of? <laughs> um, when I was in high school, I think I was really trying to uh, find myself, but I always loved music. Uh, I. I was rapping when I was like 16 and I was like so- sophomore years when I started really trying to rap. But um I was really like dressing nice. Like I had rings on and like necklaces and earrings hey, and Steuben niggas was dressing super <laughs> weird. <laughs> <laughs> One portion of high school, I was I don't know what they were. We, we they got, were flea. They, they had a lot of rappers and shit. Loki that came yeah. on the bond and shit. Who, who, who any folks that we wouldn't know now? Uh, well, right. Smoko, that's like me and Smoko, that's one of the first people I started making beats with. And he went to Vaughn. That's also oh. part of the reason I linked up with Kari, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Smoko was a part of Supreme Regime. Like, that was the main part of the collective when we were younger. Can you guys break down? I'm sorry. Can you guys break down what Supreme Regime is? Uh, Supreme Regime is uh, a legendary <laughs> quintuplet of young gentlemen from Chicago. Uh, now, when we were in high school, it was really them. I was like the last entry, like the young head that got pushed into the group because they liked me. But it was Devin and Smoko Ono as the producers. And together they were Green Iris because they both have green eyes. That's some, some corny high school shit. <laughs> <That's crazy. laughs> they, were, they were Green Iris, that though. scratched off the face. And then the, you can't find any of that anymore. <laughs> Sound, green Iris SoundCloud is up. Oh, yeah, Go check them beats there. out. <laughs> um, and then the rappers were... 
Jesse Yamis. Uh, that's that's two names of the same guy. I'm sorry. Jesse Paulo and Loudmouth. And then there, I came in and it was like four rappers. You wow. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it was Super like a group. Yeah. yeah, it was like a group, but yeah. it was just fun. It was just good energy, man. Like those, those are still some of my. Yeah, it's still, it was like our first like still glances at you know what I'm saying. Actually, like doing this music shit because I didn't even you know what I'm saying. Even when we were a group in in high school, you still don't take everything serious. Like I produced a song for Lucky back then, and like we were doing shows at Madison and U of I. That's how we met our manager with Sam too. Like one of the first trips, how we got cool with him. We actually had a couple shows, like, on some college, slight college tour, and, like, we played Reggie's when we were 15 and stuff. So it was, like, our first, like, actual glance at music, but we didn't really know how serious it could be until, like, after high school, I feel like. Yeah. So. Who, who are some of the, the influences, in, not only in terms of music, but, you know, you're a fashion icon, Kari, uh, at this <laughs> age. Um, you know, so, so, but seriously, like, aesthetic, aesthetic influences, like, who are some of the folks who have motivated you all uh, then, now, at any time, but, but who are some of the folks that you kind of are paying or were paying attention to? In high school? Sure. Um, yeah, high school we had a it was a super raw wave like every, like we were literally at every festival like you know what I'm saying doing whatever to get into hopping gates whatever you know what I'm saying but during that wave while we was in high school it was like people like Kendrick coming out all the TDE pretty much came out while we were in high school um, Earl that whole wave was coming out so that kind of added on to like the you know, the music for us to be able to like express our shit and be able to do a couple more things but like I feel like we both been into music like since we were growing up our whole life more before that though too yeah, the influences go so deep. It's it depends on time. Like we're both heavily inspired by like our environment, the people around us, like our family, our friends. Those are the influences on us straight up, like our family. You and, know? and in what way? In what way do they? Like uh, for him, like he said, he had he's a he's the youngest brother. You yeah, know? I got three older brothers. So hey, I've wow. seen different ways that the city. You know what I'm saying? That they've approached it and like you know what I'm saying, hooping, doing that army, trying the college route, whatever. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I've seen a lot of it in the city, so I had a pretty good gist of what I wanted to do kind of with the music after just peeping them, making beats and shit. And I was like, yeah, this kind of, like, a good direction. My brother was, like, shooting photos and shit. So I'm, like, heavily inspired by my brothers. And, like, they always kind of just put the culture in front of me before I even realized that it was, like, heavily in my face because I was yeah. hooping a lot. My parents, time. too, like, they were they're yeah. young and in the hip-hop scene in Chicago. Um, I When I grew up, my stepfather was a producer and uh, he just made beats on the MPC in the living room. They had the studio set up, and his homie Akbar would come over. And Akbar, Akbar, who? Oh shit! I know X-Men Akbar. Akbar. Yeah. Yo, what? that's my uncle. You know what I'm saying? Like Akbar used to come spit in yeah, the, in, he, the in, in my living room. He could. He's a spitter, dude. He so those are my earliest real. memories, wow. man. Like I would be sleeping in. I would be in bed. It's my bedtime, but they out in the living room you know akbar is rapping so i would hear them through the door and those are my earliest memories man him spitting it's that's tight. beautiful man that's what's what's dude up to by the way uh well, I, he was just at our last show man, at an emporium a couple of weeks ago man he's still rhyming i got some yeah. music coming on oh yeah. oh bet <laughs> yeah, so my, my stepfather rest in peace scony passed away him and akbar were best friends you know and uh so scony's son who's like my brother um we link, we all link up. We make we just you know work together and just still try to you know get it going. You know it's, it's cool. That's like, really dope. Yeah. So our environment really inspired us. You know. <laughs> so how did uh? Because Supreme Regime broke up eventually, mm-hmm. right? Everybody, everything yeah, yeah. broke up. <laughs> yeah, everyone. <laughs> okay, okay. I don't know. I don't know how to. That, that's phrase. like I was saying. Like in high school, it was <laughs> yeah. more so like Supreme Regime was like us just like, actually dabbling at the shit. So like everybody's like I went away to try to you know what i'm saying go to school a little bit and shit and i ended up not being able to pay for it so i came back 
people were just going through life shit you know what i'm saying yeah. like everybody was just doing their thing growing up so like it wasn't the right time for it because a lot of shit was just happening personally between the thing. It wasn't anything like we're young. We were, it's like we were right. a band. Yeah, we were growing like, up and shit. We young. Our first yourself, band so. broke up. Yeah, right. <laughs> but it was cool. never anything like personal or anything. That was never like a thing that we like. Oh, this is just over type shit. Like it just kind of dissolved because we were growing up doing what we had to do on a mm. daily basis. And you were in college. Did you? Because you're like a year younger, right? Yeah, yeah. You were. Younger. What were you doing when he was away? Oh, uh, <laughs> I was, was only like when you were away, man. I was away for like a summer, <laughs> not even a semester. Card yeah. was crying. He was I, very sad was about here. it. Uh, I I had just dropped out of high school. I stopped going to high school pretty much at the end of my junior year. Um, How did everyone feel about that choice? Uh, I was alone on that choice. <laughs> <laughs> it was an unpopular decision in your household. Definitely yeah. unpopular. Um, I actually, you know, so I was dealing with the backlash of that mm. to say the least you know i yeah. wasn't yeah i was what 17 and rapping for sure but just you know not talking to my parents and just figuring my life out it was a very interesting time but that's what that's and then heard everybody started like after that period it was like supreme regime broke up like i was trying to be a solo just do my thing try to figure things out um started having my baby <laughs> and uh then heard everybody started right yeah. you were like around 19 right Oh, no, I was 17. When it started? Yeah. Oh, shit. I'm only 22 now. How old are you, Devin? I'm 24. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, so you guys are, are young men. Uh, Hurt Everybody was a real run. I mean, that was, uh, Man. you know, that was a really, yeah. I think, fond moment that a lot of us here and people, of course, you guys have fans around the world, um, you know, that was that was an incredible run you all had. That was like a fun time in the city in general. Like, yeah, it really yeah, was. Besides us, it was like a show every weekend. Like We yeah. were performing at Damn Near a show every weekend, too. But, like, you can't even do that nowadays. You know what I'm saying? It's a little different. But I feel like just because the music was ramping up in the scene in Chicago back then, like, that whole run of it in general, like, all those months, everything was just, like, more going and fun and shit back then. So what did that mean at that moment to be in community with so many people who have put work into the world and to be a central part of that moment uh, as performers, as creators? You know, wh what is the importance of that community for y'all? From my perspective, it was fun, and it felt like we wanted, we, like, we we were we lived in the studio during that time that might be like that might that might be what led to it ending because we like were together all the time working for that stuff like we worked every we we just worked together all the time made so much music and spent you know we really worked on that stuff it felt like we were just work it felt like we were just making music as what we wanted to do i don't know it was weird i don't think we felt like we were like um I don't know. What did it feel? It just it felt like we were just making music and doing it yeah, every saying, and doing shows just, every weekend. Thing. It was you weird. Didn't, like <laughs> coming into shit, you you see like people that have already been like scorned or like you know what I'm saying a little bit burned by past situations, and we were still so fresh into the game with shit. Like everything was just chill. We were just making music, fucking with people. You know what I'm saying? Like and kind of winging it, seeing yeah, what winging happens. it, doing what we were doing. That's why shit was kind of fun. I think that's why people gravitated towards it. But I mean. Same shit as now, you know what I'm saying? We're still doing the same things, winging and having fun and shit. We're still young and still actually building our music and doing it. So it's cool to say that we came out so young out the gate and met all these people before they even got to do something and, you know what I'm saying, actually get to work with people who are actually genuine friends. Gain some people. experience. Yeah, gain some we crazy ass do. experiences. Like to be young and see the shit that we've seen out of state and stuff. It's just good to put that notch like on our belt. I feel like going into this rap shit now, even like legally, financially, 
everything. You know what I'm saying? I, I think like, it yeah. just set us up properly that, to and that's, not fail. That's stepping into what it truly was for us. Music has always been therapeutic for us. It's what we did to feel good and like we're just doing that shit and then we started seeing the effects of it actually paying off so it was cool you know what I'm saying but still at the end of the day we weren't like oh we need this shit you know what I'm saying like it wasn't no like I don't know there was no deadline on this shit for us but it didn't feel like we were playing a sport or anything yeah we were just chilling I feel like we're still doing the same thing kind of now you guys had some very big looks uh, at that moment what were and I know you also had a bit of a a return (laughs) Um, and I'm sure you've been asked the question about that return a thousand times. So I, d- I don't want to ask that, but I, I do want to know like what were some of the highlights for you all as a group in that moment? Because Chicago had a lot of eyes on it at that moment, and you all were kind of you know some of the you know preeminent uh, you know voices. I think in in you know this is only a few years yeah. by the way. I mean, what what years are we talking? We're talking about it was not four no, years ago. Like four years. Four years. Oh, four? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Which, see, I, like I guess in, in like hip hop years so. is a long ass time. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. But, <laughs> I was nineteen. He was seventeen. So yeah, it was like right. four. Or five it, years I was ago. actually just starting to think about how it's turning into that was a long ass time. Yeah. Ago. Exactly. It's yeah. now becoming that was a while ago. Right. I think the most fun time out the ship though was just like traveling in general. You know what I'm saying? Like even before then, I don't think. But just like a lot of people in Chicago, you don't really even leave your neighborhood too much when you're growing up. Like the first time I ever went on a plane was to go to Vegas for a basketball tournament. So when we started doing this, heard everybody shit and like rap shit, it was the first time I got to go out of town and play a show and chill and see a different environment that was like different than ours. So I think that was like the best shit about it. Nothing like, none of the material shit. It's honestly, yeah, shows and having fun. And we really had like a. It wasn't just like our group, you know what I'm saying? We had a big ass friend group behind it that was pushing this shit. So that shit was fun. Like, we would travel out of town to Wisconsin deep as hell, and it would just be a fun time, you know what I'm saying? It was just a good time always. So that was probably like my highlight of everything still to this day, you know what I'm saying? Just being able to travel off of something that's not super work based, I guess, you feel me? <laughs> Yo, yeah. when y'all would perform gang though, <laughs> that shit's so fucking lit. Yeah. Mick still performs that shit on tour. Yeah. <laughs> I just seen a uh, uh, video the other day, it's still lit. Yeah, but you had like a real charisma on stage that you know. I remember I went to New York with y'all, and I never, sorry, never listened to you before. But I was convinced by you guys off like your live stage, like your show, you know. And that was, I think, what really drew me in was like we we never practiced too. So that's the crazy thing. It was yeah. literally <laughs> just like once we started doing the shows more and shit, we kind of realized like, oh shit, like if this song did well in this show and this. So we kind of just got our alignment together with that and made songs kind of oriented towards shows almost. But at the same time, we had our chill music and stuff too. So we just had so much music that was, I don't know, hard hitting that when we were on stage, it was us and all our homies like actually just turning up enjoying shit that we made. Not not like a performance, you know what I'm saying? It's not like we're going out there, this got to be on cue, this got to be on cue. Like you're kind of just going out there winging and having fun. So Yeah, I think that was the biggest thing, us having fun. I think for me, for me and Super performing it was both of us were just like it was cathartic for both of us because like that's where all the hard work paid off and when we get to like scream on stage and jump and like yell at people (laughs) it was like a party and it was always fun but you guys have such different delivery on stage you know that's what's like interesting to even look at y'all it was easy for me uh when because super is his voice and the space he takes up on a song is like is super radiant and loud and active so I get to just rap and chill right. and do what I want and not think about it too much and breathe, which is my style. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. And it's funny you say that about the performances. When I was a kid, I used to want to be a rhythmic guitarist. Like I used to want to be on stage, but like just chilling. <laughs> I used to just want to be playing the music and having mm-hmm. a good time on stage. That makes sense given your rap style. Yeah, yeah. yeah I feel like very you are. Back. Yeah, and yeah. and in the you know you're you're very much in the cut and really rapping. Yeah, you know what I mean. You could really rap. Thank you. You could really because yeah, you can no. really write. Well, well <laughs> yeah, but where does that pen come from? Because uh, it's kind of crazy. Me, listen. I love music. I've listened yeah. to music for a long time, and then I start. I, I listen to. Like writing or rapping, like what, no, just what, like your pen game, like like writing, yeah. yeah. Uh, listening to songwriters, like and listening to different songwriters than rap. Not saying that you have to do that, but like that's just what I listen to all kinds of music. So just hearing just different styles. I got there's so many songwriters that I like that, I, yeah, that just write crazy. I, I love songwriting. I actually like really, I'm a fan of songwriting. Yeah. So when I see something or hear something that resonates with me, it's inspiring. If it's just like feels good, I think he just got a natural gift for words too. Like even when we first met him, like he was saying, like how we how he joined the group Supreme Regime, he was just making music. Like he sent me shit that he recorded off his phone, and I could just tell naturally. You know what I'm saying? When you know music, like and you got that feel, you could tell when somebody really just need to be polished and they got it, regardless of the how actual the end product is you feel me so we motherfuckers already always knew how, what Kari was capable of like. he, ju- he just reminded me of the friends who helped me around that time too like there were people who I would study like around me um, like my close friends Willis Chillin is one from Von Steuben I went to yeah, school with him he really helped me like get those basement vibes in like just go go in my, your friend's basement write to a beat and rap that shit yeah. keep doing that shit yeah and his flow is impeccable. Um, him, Jesse Ford, his writing is crazy. Um, yeah, Jesse ended up being in uh, Beach Jesus. So you guys probably heard of that too. So. Beach Jesus. Beach Jesus, oh, yeah. Oh, that, oh, that's oh. What I, I was like, the Bee Gees? Just with the Bee Gees. We went to high school in the Bee-Gees. 70s. Yeah, I love, I love, <laughs> write, I love writing. But like, what are some songwriters you, you listen to? Um, for that reason he listens to that. like when we in the car he don't even play rap a lot of the time so I don't know you name some off the so wall, many uh, I've heard you play like Tame Impala or it was like it was something like that or like Modest Mouse or I listen yeah Modest yeah. Mouse that dude his name is Isaac Brock he's a great songwriter have you been to a Modest Mouse concert I have yeah, I they like, don't dance I've been before and none, nobody at the shows dance they I went to one there. and it was at a festival it's different yeah. I couldn't judge him yeah, some I've seen some bands at festivals and they sound like they do in a studio, and I'm like, ch- you know, kudos. Yeah, that's but, difficult. Yeah, that's it's cool. Though. I don't judge perform. You know, people. Oh, have, not the performers. It was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so, so obviously, hurt. You know, broke up. Mm-hmm. You all stayed together, mm-hmm. uh, and it's clear. Just even, I, I love y'all interacting now. <laughs> you, you guys have a real bond. I mean, how and and why have you all chosen to continue to build and work together? And I know you guys work with other people and we'll talk about what's coming, but um, you know, what is some of the reasons why you guys continue to work together, particularly to put out a whole ass another project, um, you know, Space Jam? I mean, just in general, like we've just always, like like we said, like when we were younger, this music shit wasn't like a, a thing to us. Like we met through it kind of, but it wasn't like, oh shit, we got it this rap shit is this what we got to do like you know what i'm saying so we've just been chilling you know what i'm saying like, we've literally been homeless together you know what i'm saying he's been homeless slept in my crib I've been, you know what i'm saying we've been in a hell of situations yeah where I, we I were remember. actual fam you know what i'm saying so like that shit it resonates deeper than music when we chill you know what i'm saying like just we got we got a real bond and a lot of our homies you know what i'm saying we don't pick shit based on what you got going on like a lot of our friends are 
real people that I fuck with and I know no matter if this rap shit even panned out they didn't give a fuck they would still have my back regardless and i think that's the case with us and a lot of other people around us so at the end of the day we're family like and that's something that a lot of people don't understand about hurt everybody is like we essentially like met super you know and started working because i i loved super's music that's why how did you link with him um I, I'll technically say with Sam, Sam. Show, yeah, okay. with Sam I had heard of his music before Cause he's from Oak Park I got a lot of friends in Oak Park And I had heard his music um, And then I just heard Something on SoundCloud He was just appearing a little bit more But we linked up And I I loved his music And I remember A lot of people were like Nah his voice is a little weird And I was like Nah this dude is fire You yeah, know what I'm yeah, saying yeah. And so we linked up And just made music And it, it felt good for the time being So when it ended it was just like it didn't. It didn't. It was, of course, me and Devin are still gonna make music because we were homies before that. You know. How did like music. Supreme Regime and Hurt Everybody like prepare you for, you know, striking out on your own? Were you scared to do it on your own, or I mean, without? I mean, you to people have always told me I should be a solo act. Like my friends and like people who just like see me and you know they've always been like you should work alone. And then when Hurt Everybody started, it was fun. So it was like do that. That's fire. <laughs> you know. So when it ended, people were, people, I've always wanted to work alone. And um, I just like working with groups. It's fun. Because I think I've always wanted to be in a band, too, or something, you know? And I like collab- collaborating. Music, I like yeah, I my- say, music is fun to collaborate. And it's easier to fill up a song when you got multiple rappers. And, you right. know what I'm saying? Like, that's just a, it's a fun thing. So a lot of the time, it should happen naturally. Like, And it, I feel like that's what it is. Like, we're, we have a something... I can't even call it a hobby anymore. We have something that we genuinely love to do, and like, yeah, I feel like I feel weird when I don't make a beat. Like, if I wake up and I don't go to the studio for that day, I'm literally like itching the whole day, like smoking and shit. Like, damn, I didn't even make a beat or anything today. So that's just just like it's like a release. Yeah, it's like yeah. a release. You know what I'm saying? We just make music. Like, I think that's why also a lot of our friends gravitate to us because and we gravitate to each other because we understand like we love music and shit, but. And we love money too, you know what I'm saying? But <laughs> that shit is not gonna kill us over some, over this dumb shit. You feel me? So it's like we make music, and that's since we've seen what we can get from music, then why not? You know what I mean? Like we're not gonna sell out or do no weird shit like that. But like, why not take this as our full time passion? We've been doing it anyways. Like we've yeah, never even really I was worked just gonna a job say ever. My so. favorite people are musicians. Yeah, you know, yeah. I just hang around artists and musicians. So. It's like when you hang out with your friends, you kind of do the same thing <laughs> or something, Shit you know? Happens, yeah. But um, collaborating musically is just fun, and that's what's happened so far. But uh, well, more how, more, how does that look like between y'all? What does that collaboration look like when you sit down to make an album like Space Jam or even subsequent records? Like, you know, how, uh, patience. How, so we, I mean, we could talk to each other, however, too. So, like, when I'm working with another rapper and I'm like, they're like, all right, loop the beat, loop the beat, or some shit, and I got to loop the beat, and I can't finish something. It's not like, you know what I'm saying? You don't have the same bond as you do when you're just actually friends. Yeah. It's, like, it's like on. having a conversation. Yeah, it's like having a conversation. You know what I'm saying? Like, hold on, let me add this real quick. And if, no, nah, I don't like that. You can be honest with it, and I feel like that always creates a good product. Like, I feel like anybody that has a bond in music like that is always going to have a good end product because you're not worried about the other person taking offense to you telling them to take some shit out when you're trying to create a good product just for music not for like oh we trying to make this type of sound so like that's just how it and i feel like that's maybe where rap is heading like a a proper marriage of rapper and producer like rappers just respecting the producer producer respecting the rapper and like working together for a common goal (laughs) well and my favorite kind of relationship it had been there too that's that's what i'm saying like niggas like that people always act like relationships like that before like 
Pete Rock and CL Smooth and you know what I'm saying like Marley Mall used to really like conduct in the studio and it was a privilege to be able to come sit in his space yeah, exactly. and if you got called into the studio then you would also take his notes because you knew that he was a maestro yeah, and in sure. part that's like what the producer even down to like is. people like Drake and Forty like, like Gucci that's why Zay, I love you know? exactly yeah. Gucci Zaytoven even people like Southside that are coming out and making collaborative projects. People didn't even know Southside was the person producing all the flock of shit. Like, that was one of his producers. They were sitting there really in the hood making that shit, not on no, like, industry shit. So, like, that's why he can't sit down and make a full body of project. I mean, a full body with, like, somebody like Gerbo and shit. I think that's always important to have, like, somebody that you could build an aesthetic with. But I don't think, I never also don't think that, like, you need one producer for shit. So, like, if somebody can collab with me and make some shit hotter i'm not worried about like i mean i want my i only want my name on the name because i don't really care about that shit at the end of the day as long as it's gonna resonate and do well so well and you put out a project 22 summers um which is if you can explain what what, what that project is that was kind of like in the mix of all the end of the hurt everybody shit i was chilling i went and lived in new york for a little bit like i had a homie that was going through some shit with his mom stuff so i went out there and i was chilling with him also just building and doing my thing at the same time me and um, pretty much, like, my friends and my manager were saying, we were just talking about, like, what we should do to get some feedback or some, like, results in between waiting on sending beats out. Because if, if you're a producer, you always know, like, you send beats out, you don't even know if they're going to get wrapped on. And I work with Kari all the time, but it's like, that's what it is. We build that. But a lot of the beats that I make on some other shit can't be wrapped on if I don't be able to send them out or work with somebody else. So I just wanted to fit an aesthetic that I could, like, call my own body of work and producers Yo, should put out projects though. like that's it. so tight yeah no, shout out you too for helping me with the yeah, premiere yeah you yeah me? that was but the king l song is like one of my favorites yeah he shot a yeah. video like i he went out his way to shoot a video like i appreciate him pulling up to to do the song in the first place and a couple people actually went out their way to shoot videos for the project and that helped it on its own because they liked the songs themselves you know what i'm saying and that was cool too so i like when it's one producer and one musician because then you get like the producer's narrative while you also get the you know like the writer's you know yeah. like the lyricist narrative it's a but proper then, marriage right but then also marriage. so that's cool with y'all but then when you put your, your project i could see like all the different kinds of beats yeah. you can do i, like, I love being able do. to like touch a project after somebody already put vocals on it like the like like you said with the king l song like yeah. we got in the studio a, a year exactly after the day that he got shot in his head like on the day the yeah. anniversary so that quote that I put in at the end, like, I wasn't even on the song. I just thought about it after, like, because that he's what he said in his interview about feeling blessed about that. And the song actually ended up being about Long Live the Kings and people that, you know what I'm saying, that aren't here with us, which it could have been him at the time, which was crazy. So that's why I threw that quote in there. So I just love being able to go back and touch some shit and make it have, like, an actual nostalgic feel or something like that. Like, so what can people expect from y'all moving forward? I mean, are you guys working on another project together, collectively, individually, if you guys can talk about what, what is forthcoming? I yeah, I think we will always like make projects together. Cause, that's like, exciting. That's, that's good. fun. Yeah. That's so fun. I can rely on Phew. that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Please do. Please do. care about that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think us just expanding and growing as artists and having fun with it, keep doing it how we've been doing it, but go harder. Like We got a bunch of stuff planned this year feeling good you know after after the hurt everybody stuff ended we're so young and going we've gone through so much in life and this is like this is where we just try to feel good so like people we that's what we've been doing for the past couple of years you know hurt everybody ended four years ago we just we just been trying to keep doing what we love to do and just get our minds right but um 
we got so much stuff planned now. I got surprises. Sure. I got sneaky secrets and stuff. Yeah. It's tight. Well, we like, heard something about Slime. Yeah, he's dropping it. Oh, yeah. I'm dropping the tape with Slime in like two weeks, uh, February 13th. That's coming out. And yeah, this is what we were really just talking about. It's just me and Green Slime. Is he rapping too? He has one, oh, I love when he raps. one verse on it. Awesome. He's on the outro. So it's, he does all of the beats. He does all the awesome. beats. And he graces people with a beautiful verse at the That's end. That's awesome. And it's wonderful. I'm excited for people to just hear that. It's it's hip hop. It's dope. Yeah, um, it's, it's super fun. It's like uh, I feel like it's what rap need right now because like I'm not somebody that's like mad against the wave of rappers or whatever. Because I appreciate a lot of music that's come out in a couple years that and the range to be able to do whatever. But like I still appreciate real rap shit. So like you know what I'm saying with Earl's album coming out, I mean project coming out, and with their project coming out, I feel like a lot of people gonna actually appreciate it coming out right now at the time it's coming out. I feel like people want that too. I do you guys like take baths? What the fuck? Wow. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes? <laughs> um, Sorry. You don't take a bath? You're not a bath type of guy? I'm much I more of a shower now. dude. But <laughs> shower? Please, like, yeah. You don't ever just soak? I be, uh, not... What, baths are great in a really clean tub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, of course, yes, absolutely. Yes. You need to clean it up. Yes, I, you gotta have like a, pro- a proper tub, right. like a proper, you know, yeah. bathing bathtub. Yeah. Uh, I don't pork, have one. Pork but... though. But listen to my project while you soak. Okay, Ooh. okay. I was like, what wow. Salt transition. Bath, All right, it's a proper soaking project. Wow, yeah. you I, can I, soak. Do you smoke when you soak? Uh, smoke when you soak <laughs> it's a bar also I really want this like lush collab you know what I mean like the lush bath bomb yeah you know what I mean I need like, a bath bomb yeah. whoa yeah. yeah you're going crazy thank yeah. you, you like we can collab yeah no let's do it yeah for real please <laughs> I'm working on my merch I, I'm dropping shirts and bath bombs oh let's go like merch ever that's tight yeah we got it listen hey no you can sell papers though so that you can you know oh, you have yeah. the papers while you in the bath yes a whole, bath, gonna, a a whole bath bomb kit oh, you know listen, what I mean yes get people clean kit. I'm a building I'm, I'm building my creative team right now my marketing team we, we are building are a team we, yeah. we're applying we got <laughs> All right. I don't yeah. I haven't made a resume in my life but listen it really sucks. I'm don't do you. it. Thank yeah, you do. so right. much. Yeah. I, I love Kevin. First of all, I love both of you guys. Listen. Throughout the years, you guys have been extremely supportive and have even helped me do things that I've wanted to. Listen, do. man, it's it's yeah, out of love. It's, it's out of love. And, and yeah. so, all right, so, so, all right, so, all right, so, this Green Slime project is dropping. Does, mm-hmm. It has a name. Yes, it's uh, called Operation Hennessy. Yeah, Operation. It's Hennessey. called Operation Hennessy. Okay, all right. Yeah. Oh, Sounds it luxurious. Yes. It's, it's wonderful. I'm so excited. We have to be in the bathtub, smoking a joint, and. And got a cup of Henny. Like, uh, what so this is the bomb. Stay alive. Stay alive, Stay alive <laughs> in the bathtub. Just, I don't just, drink Hennessy. Okay. You don't. I do not drink Ironically. Hennessy. Oh, it's because it's you. You cutting out Hennessy. No more Hennessy. Operation Hennessy. Right. Like, I never I really like, drank oh, Hennessy. I, you did. Okay. I, I don't. I don't even like Hennessy. I think it's gross. I love I tequila. But yeah, but yeah. this project, so it's like there's like a lot of life aquatic samples in it, and it's not a Wes Anderson themed project. Yeah, uh, we're not Wes Anderson people. Like we're not like trying to do that. <laughs> uh-huh. But there's a lot of life aquatic samples, and and Operation Hennessy is in that movie. If you watch Life Aquatic, it's when Bill Murray goes on. Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, what's his good Goldblum? Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, goes yeah. on yeah, his yeah. boat Goldblum, and takes yeah. all of his shit because <laughs> their boats about the like their boats are, they're running out of cargo. Uh-huh. So anyway, it's like a it's a it's a beautiful thing. It's like an experience. Mm. Amazing. It's, a, okay. it's fun. 
And what about what about for you, Devin? I'm you, still, you, yeah, I'm like like you said, we're gonna work on a show. Yeah, we got a follow up project coming up to Stage Jam. We've been there. Yeah, we're gonna think we think about dropping a Space Jam too. We got hella songs collecting right now. Yes. And I'm uh I'm working on another project, not a twenty two summers two or nothing, but like another branch off same base though. But oh. at the same time this year I'm gonna try to put out like a bunch of B tapes. I don't wanna say lo fi, like to put it too much in the category, but like just more chill shit. I also love when producers do that. You know, when you get a sense of like what they Producers what, what get more make. love too now, too. So that's yeah. why I want to do yeah. it more. Yeah, yeah, yeah please, yeah, please, yeah. please. We need that for sure. Appreciate it. Um, all right, so we are. I want to. I want to ask this question. I want to introduce this Tara segment. I mentioned this. You didn't. You, I'm hoping oh, I yeah, can do I this. I saw you text that. How sure, you, go ahead. Yeah. All right. So, fellas, uh, for it could be any genre. You know what I mean? You could also change your mind in another, you know, five seconds. But for right now, top five dead or alive artists it could be any genre doesn't have to be just rappers it could be paint it could be uh, it could life be artists life artists <laughs> it could be whatever but but individually name names top five dead or alive <laughs> That's tight. Like? it could be anything it could be anything, anything? oh shit yeah it yeah, just be, off, off yeah, the dome. Our tours, off the dome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. Don't think too much about it. Just who you who you rocking with right All now right, in this I'm moment. I'm gonna throw MF Doom out there first. Please, first and foremost. Please. I was nine years old putting that nigga on my two track MP3. Is like you know what I'm saying. So, <laughs> him, his visuals, his beat aesthetic, like the fact that he never went with the actual groove of what was going on production wise. Mad Lip, everybody around him. Uh, yeah, so I'm gonna put MF Doom in there. Uh, please do. Don't stop. Man, we should throw out some. You throw out something. No, no, no. They got to, you know, you, you, <laughs> yeah, each, each, person, each person has oh, their own top five, five, five they walk with. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Five straight. Yeah. Damn, they can't go back and forth? Uh, well, I guess they could because they probably, they're like a, they're like a, they're like, yeah, a dynamic yeah. duo. Yeah. Kari, who do, who do you add to this list? <clears throat> I would have to say. Blueface. I mean, if that's your momentary top five. Yeah, I'm fucking Blueface, though. Oh, fuck <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> oh my god, that is so difficult. But I'm gonna say Kendrick Lamar for, is one of those people. Yeah. Um, I want to say Prince so bad. Say yeah, fuck say Prince. Of course, why wouldn't you? Uh, James Brown. It's a hard body top five. Prince Kendrick Lamar, James Brown. Damn, That's like Doom. You got one more. Oh, it's I want to say this is now a collective list. Doom is like yeah, now a collective five. Yeah, is Doom the best rapper? Like, is I mean, no, nah, there's, there's, I mean, Doom I, is in the top five. Yeah, I appreciate, I appreciate I his like production. If you ever listen to his his beat tapes too, like you'll be like, what the fuck? Like my, a lot of shit, Joey Badass. Though. I think Quentin Tarantino is one of those. Like, kind of creepy. Yeah, how's it say he creepy? He something might come out about him eventually. I'm not giving him no credit. He's real loose with certain words. He shouldn't be loose with. Yeah, a little rapey. Sorry. All right, Devin, uh, you, you gotta you gotta end the top five though. You got you got four. Oh shit! I'm gonna throw. Um, it was like a, we've only said rap and musician so far. So yeah, yeah, off the dome could be anything. Yeah, don't matter. Don't matter the genre. This is terrible to do. No, <laughs> this is like actually my mind is just blank as hell. Right, top four. You guys are doing the top four. It's okay. Um, unless unless car you got you got I'm gonna throw a rap group in there. Can I do that? Please. Three six mafia. Hey, yeah, yeah nice. Just there. Great. Of all time, it's so difficult. <laughs> no, I like it though. It's also like it, it's but the top five right all now. Time, my so all time. Like, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm gonna throw top five right now just because people will be sampling their shit. Dave Chappelle. And, 
Well, if we're gonna do comedians too, you can do I, anything. I, I love you could, comedy too. It's really so. artists who who, who you are Dave influenced by. Take three six five five. Dave Chappelle. Let's right. throw Dave Chappelle back on there. Little, Fair enough. Little nice mix. So, uh, where can folks find you all uh, on the internet? At Soldier Boy, no, at Mulatto Beats, <laughs> or everything, pretty much. Yeah, you didn't make a joke the whole time. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. We would definitely go come here and soldier it out, but yeah. I mean, look, we still have a few minutes. Um, uh, we spell it for folks, uh, and this is on uh, IG. This Twitter. is on everything okay. on uh, Spotify, all streaming services, Instagram and shit. M U L A T T O B E A T S. Um. I have a web domain, a website. It is Kari with a Q dot com. And if you go there, I have every all the links to all the stuff. But I'm pretty much Kari, Q A R I. I'm you can Google me. I like your Twitter is handle. It's like Iraq backwards. I Iraq backwards. That's how you spell my name. Q A R I. I Iraq backwards. <laughs> but yeah, you can find me. I'm all over. Um, on, on on Instagram, which is like the important one, I think, is Chicago Kari. Cool. Nice. Uh, fellas, we are really excited for what is to come uh, this year. Hopefully, well, we know uh, February 13th. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, you know, collectively, you know, hopefully sooner than later. Soon, but soon. we're really, really looking forward to what you all do and continue to do. Uh, for this city and beyond. Thanks so much for being in the corner store. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate y'all for having us. Thank too. you so much. Shit. Yo, we want to thank DJ Exist for the beat. Langston Olsen for the art. Big ups, Todd Manley at WGN Radio. And Max and Dami, the corner store interns. Salutes to our super producer, DJ Cash Era. You can keep in tune with The Corner Store at cornerstore underscore pod on Instagram, Twitter, and SoundCloud. Also, you can stream and download The Corner Store wherever you listen to podcasts. And please rate and subscribe and comment on iTunes. Please, y'all, consider giving us those five stars. Thank you for listening. We're going to see you next week. The Corner Store is brought to you by Stolen Spirits. <laughs>